This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Tigers and 20 Off the Boards, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast where we bring you breaking news and interviews with players, top recruits, coaches, and influencers from football and basketball across the city of Memphis and around the nation. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome back to Go Tigers 247's Off the Boards. My name is Kenny Stubblefield, lead digital content creator for Go Tigers 247. And I'm joined, man. The Tigers team has a bunch of veterans on their team. But I'm joined by the veteran on the Tigers defense. I'm joined by Zay Collins today. What's up, Zay? What's going on? What's going on? And for all those who don't, for all those who aren't, um, we don't do the we don't do a video portion of this podcast. We only do an audio. But Zay comes on, man. This man's dressed to the nines. He's looking good. I got a I got a hat on. I got a t-shirt on. And I'm telling you, man, if we did a video portion, this would be the best video podcast we've done so far with you, man. Appreciate that. I do. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get started, dude. I know this has been a um Man, your time in Memphis, man, you've been here for a minute now. 2017, redshirt freshman came in. Um, but you've been here on the pro, uh, you know, on the campus since 2017. Tell me about it, man. Like, what has your time like here in Memphis been for you? Like, what has it been like for you? Uh, it's really, it's been great, man. It's uh, It's been all good people that I've ever met since I came through here. Oh, I got to see some of the Tigers great, like Anthony Miller, you know. Patrick Taylor, Riley, for, you know, Daryl, all the people in the league now. I mean, I got here with them. And I just got to see what the culture was really like when I first got here. So it meant the word to me to still be here. I mean, if you look at your Twitter, though, like you are full on Memphis, man. Like you are you're you're tweeting out other like Memphis sports, like athletics. You're tweeting out baseball clips. You're tweeting out all Memphis stuff. Are you a full-blown Memphian now? Like are you because I know you're not from Memphis, but are you a full-blown Memphian now? Oh yes, sir. I've been here long enough. It's only right. <laughs> you've been a, you've been adopted, man. You you put in the blood, sweat, and tears, right? Right. That's what's up. So let's let's talk a little bit about. Um, you know, we're gonna get into this year. Um, we're gonna talk a lot about this year. But I wanted to talk a little bit about your time that, since you've been here at the University of Memphis. Um, you've been a contributor since pretty much the time that you stepped on the field. You've been contributing for the Tigers. Um, what are some of the things that you've learned, man? Like from the time that you you came onto the campus as a as a freshman in college to now being a uh, fifth year graduate, uh, fifth year player for the University of Memphis. What what have you learned? Like what are some of the biggest life lessons, biggest things that you've learned since you've been here? 
uh, I would say uh, one of the biggest things I learned was uh, control what you can control because not everything may go your way, but you can only control what you can control. And then uh, also a big life, life lesson I learned being here was, you know, always be kind to people because at the end of the day, you never know what someone's going through back at home or their outside life, outside of football. So every time I see a teammate, I always speak. So that's just a lesson I learned. Yeah, I mean, like you, you've gone from being an 18-year-old kid to now – a 23 24 year old man like what what would what would the 23 are you tw- how old are you now zay i'm 23 23 years old at 23 how what would 23 year old zay say to 18 year old zay in 2017 when he's stepping foot on the campus oh that's a that's a question uh, i would tell them don't give up on your dream you got a bright future ahead of you just keep working. That's what I would tell him. Be grind regardless. Whatever he sees and happens going, just keep going. Yeah, that's what's up, man. So let's talk a little bit about last year. Um, I mean, individually, man, like you had a great year. Statistically, you had a great year last year. Um, you know, Tiger defense as a whole was kind of up and down, had some incredible games, had some games where it was – I'm sure everybody in the locker room was frustrated, you know, by some of the play. Um but but individually, you had a, a really, really good year. Um, what were some of the biggest positive takeaways you took from from last year's Tigers defense? Uh, to from, it's like from last year to bring it to this year? Yeah, yeah, bringing it to, into this year. What were some of the things that you – some of the big positives you took away from last year? And just making sure we stay together as a team because, you know, wins and losses come – but long as we don't give up on each other at the end of the day, you know, we still got a chance to do what we all want to do. And that's either win a conference championship or, you know, some people make it to the NFL. So, like, what are some of those things that, that you know, obviously everybody takes inventory of kind of how things went at the end of the year during practice, during, during you know, uh, position group meetings, during, you know, defensive team meetings, during full team meetings. You're all talking about, like, what are some – what are some things that we're we're doing well, but what are some things that we can improve on? Um, as you walked into off season and coming into this year, specifically individually for you and for the defense as a whole, what are some of those things that you were like, man, this is what I need to do. This is what we need to do to improve upon what we did last year. Oh, watch. We just need to watch film better, and we need to. Uh, we need to. As we go through the summer, when we get toward the end of the workout, we need to act like it's the fourth quarter and learn how to finish. You know, that's the biggest thing that we need to do this year is always finish to the fourth quarter. Tell me what that means, though. Like, I mean, that's a I, I know that we, everybody does that fourth quarter, hour quarter. You know, finish strong, play play hard. But for for you individually and for the team, like how how do you prepare yourself to stay engaged and holding on to the rope all? four quarters all the whole season basically man you just got to practice this i think it's really got to be inside you you know at the end of the day like toward the end i want it to look just like the beginning like just like you started that's how i want the end to look you know i know that's hard to simulate but even when you're tired i still want it to look like your best rep as a team that's what... that's good so what what um obviously you had every opportunity to leave after the last year, you could have gone pro. You could have transferred. You had another year of eligibility with this COVID stuff. Um, 
what what was the motivating factor to bring you back to Memphis for your last year? I mean, because it that doesn't happen often. Like, you know, most most guys would dip and do something else. Figure, out, especially bringing in a new defensive coordinator, the transitions, all that kind of stuff. What made you say, you know what, man, Memphis is where I want to be, and I want to finish out strong. What was what, what what was the deciding factor for you? Uh, just for the love of the people in the city and my teammate Quindell Johnson, and you know, head coach Coach Sivenfield and. My linebacker coach, Coach Hank, we talked every day during the whole thing. And I just felt like I have enough, like a, a great enough relationship with him and Q that it just my decision was to stay and finish out strong with them. Yeah, tell me about that relationship with Q, man. Like I know you and Q have been here probably the longest out of anybody on the program in the program so far, but um that relationship with Q was a real big factor in you coming back. Like, did y'all, what were those conversa conversations like between the two of you as you both had to individually make those decisions and then kind of come together as, as two boys, two brothers that, that have played together for so long? What were those conversations like? Uh, I can't really tell you the conversations, but I could just tell you that, you know, we came on an agreement to stay here together and finish it out strong regardless of the other options that we had. What does finishing out strong mean for Zay Collins? Man, leaving a legacy, like not only on the field, but off the field. You know, when I see people, I always greet people and be kind and respectful to others rather than just being an athlete here at the University of Memphis. So, Yeah, no, I mean, I remember speaking to Quindell at the beginning of, of the offseason, and one of the things he said was that he's been, and by proxy because of y'all's relationship and, and the fact that y'all been here the longest – that the both of you guys have been here during some really, really high times at the University of Memphis. You know, that 2018 squad, on the on you look back at the record, and it might not be the record that 2019 had, but that, that squad was stacked from top to bottom. And then the 2019 squad, obviously, man, like everybody knows that was, you know, Cotton Bowl, AAC Championship, you know, just a one, one faulty – uh, incompletion call away from being undefeated for the entire year. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a really good year. And I, and these last two years have still been, I think successful to a large degree, but not to the level of what you guys have experienced since you've been there. Was that a, was that a factor in you coming back with saying, man, I want to bring this team that, that the 2022 team, I want to bring them back to where we were when I first got here. I agree. Uh, that's part of it. You know, I want, I didn't want to leave on that note. I'd rather leave on something better than I look like that. I can't man. So that's the goal this year is, you know, get back to where we used to be as record wise. Cause I mean, I still thought we got a good team, but you know. Yeah, absolutely. Man, as a veteran, you've gone through <laughs> six off seasons now, um, since your time here at Memphis, um, how has summer camp, how has, or I mean, how has spring camp, summer workouts, how have those things changed for you over the last five years that you've been here? How, what are, what was it, what's the difference now between how Zay Collins spends his time during spring camp, during summer camp, summer workouts compared to when you came on campus as a freshman in 2017? Right. Oh, I will say that it doesn't get any easier, but. Uh, I just, you know, I, I learned how to take my body over, the, take care of my body over the years because obviously I had a, a many injuries. So 
I really stay in the training room, you know, make sure I stay in the ice tub and I, I watch what I eat sometimes. I don't just go eat sugars, you know, even though some people can, but my body, that's one thing I learned about myself. I can't, you know, but everybody's different. But that's how Zay Cousins take care of his body. He goes in the training room, you know, he stays stretched, he looks, he stays loose, you know, he goes home, watch what he eats, stuff like that. I mean, I know you're only, I know you're only 23, so you're still super right. young, but have you noticed that you've had to do different things to like, recover and prepare and get your body ready for those grind day-to-day workouts more so than when you were 17 years old 18 years old coming in yes i used to just come on in and you know go straight to the work now i gotta come in and get stretched before it stretch up right what about diet like i know I know diet, you said something about sugars. Did, did, have you realized over the years that like that sugar causes inflammation in your, in your, in your, in your body that man, you just got to get rid of. Right. That's the biggest thing I noticed. Yes, sir. man. So you, you've learned a lot about yourself. Like when you were 17, 18 years old, you were just able to like get out there and just, you could jump. Go, go. Good. Come home. Still be good. Yeah. Right. Now you're like, man, I got to take care of myself. I got to take care of my body. I got to actively recover just like I actively play ball. Yes, sir. Jello Beats, holla at me. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So the defense this year, man, y'all have been through it. You know, I, I and the same would go with you as I've, you know, I did the numbers with Quindell. I think you guys have had, this is going to be y'all's fourth defensive coordinator, maybe fifth, fourth or fifth now since you've been here at the University of Memphis. Um, and again, so this offseason, there's been another transition, right? Another defensive coordinator has come in. Um, and from whatever everybody has said, man, like everybody's really excited about Matt Barnes and, and what he's going to bring to the table. And, and, you know, every defensive player that I've talked to has said, man, you know, things are looking good that, you know, pressure wise, we're going to be coming from everywhere. I think Quindell even told me, man, the band might be jumping on the field at some point, <laughs> you know, like the thing that he goes, like one of the biggest differences is everybody's going to be coming, you know, everybody's going to be rushing. Everybody's going to be pressuring from every position you just don't know where it's coming from. And so it seems like everybody's pretty excited about that. But um, are you concerned at all that there's going to be a little bit of a lag in the defense in terms of like adjusting to the new coordinator, adjusting to 
the new pieces that are coming in, all that kind of stuff. Like, how have you and guys like Quindell and Jalen, how have you guys tried to fill in that gap to where that transition isn't going to be as difficult at the beginning of the year? Right. That uh, that comes with the the goal that you asked me earlier about watching more film. See, uh, that's where I think we won't have a lab because, you know, we're all in there watching film all the time, maybe four times a week. Uh, Coach Barnes, he got a, you know, he's a, he's a great teacher. So he makes it easy for each and each individual to understand their own way. So that's why I don't think we'll have a lag in that aspect. What do you think? Um, you know, I, obviously watching film, you know, having these meetings, doing all these different things are incredibly important, but with these younger guys that have come in, like you've got some red shirt freshmen that are going to be expected to see to, to produce on the field this year you've got some guys coming in that are that are um transfers port transfer portal guys you've got juco guys that are coming in how have you as somebody who's been in this program for so long and understands the culture and understands the dynamics there how have you helped them kind of assimilate into that culture and be ready to play Right. So it all goes back to like, what do they want to do? You know, I help hold them accountable to what they want to do. If they say they want to play, then I help make sure you play. Like I quiz you randomly, just ask you what you got in this. You know, if you if you can re- reciprocate that to me, then I, I understand that you know what you're doing, you know, just keeping them accountable at the end of the day. That's what it's all about. Just keeping them the, learn. Yeah. Keeping those open lines of communication. Is yes, there? What about with Coach Barnes? I mean, I know he's dude. He's he's a coach. He's he's done this before right. for years, but hey, man, he hasn't been in Memphis as long as you've been in Memphis. Like, how have you helped Coach Barnes? Like, what's that look like for you as the veteran leader on this team on this defense? What does that look like for you as as somebody who's saying not only am I help, not only am I the bridge for these younger guys, but also for the DC and and kind right. of bridging him over here to make sure he's assimilating assimilating into this culture well you know we just always communicate different times and he just asked me what he, he asked my opinion on a bunch of things i mean at the end of the day i still want him to be the person that he is i don't want him to be somebody he's not just because he had a different location and he showed that he, so that's what it's all about at the end of the day that's good man y'all got i mean y'all got some real veterans on this defense you've got at every layer at every level of position group you have uh, you know pretty um it's a pretty veteran laden defense you've got Jalen Wardalis and uh Mo on the front you know on the defensive line you got Quindell Rodney um you've got Savanta on the in the secondary with obviously in the linebacker core you've lost JJ Russell from last year who you know was very clearly to me the vocal leader on the team in terms of the defense. Like he was the guy, you and him were kind of the guys that were leading the team during, you know, pregame stuff and all that. But um, you've got you and, you know, the transfer, you know, transfer portal guy, uh, Tyler Murray. Who are you expecting to fill in that gap to, to work with you guys on the linebacker in the linebacker group? Oh, we have two really good linebackers. One of them is uh Jeff Arcantner. He's a transfer and Tyler Murray. Uh 
both of them are great athletes and great people, and they want to come in and get the job done. So I really just, you know, I can't pick because they both work hard. So you got three lines. So more than likely, y'all going to be running a 4-3, you know, in a lot of ways. But um, I think I think everybody expects you and, and Tyler to be those guys. But who have you been most impressed with younger guys-wise? Because there's – you've got some really good – you know, good guys that are that are in that linebacker room that maybe didn't see the field last year. Who have you been most impressed with? Um, and you you don't have to give one name, but just maybe like who have you been impressed with so far in that linebacker room? Uh, I've been impressed with like you know Sincere Evans. I've been impressed with him a lot. Uh, Spencer Rich, he's been doing. Uh, we have Ned, uh, Jared Ned, he's been doing well as well. All the young guys, they all been doing good. Sincere, he he's not really young, you know, he's an older guy, but we're expecting a lot from him this year. Yeah, I mean, Sincere definitely is one of those guys that people are really excited to see because they've heard so much about him, but obviously, man, injuries have just played a major role in his ability to be on the field. What kind of a player is Sincere? Like, what can Tiger fans expect to see out of a guy like Sincere Evans? Uh, I... They can expect him to be a, a for sure playmaker, you know, somebody who's going to always do their job. You're going to always, you know, he's not going to try to outdo himself. He's going to do what he can do and just make plays for us any way he can. So what are the what are the biggest things, like if you could like narrow down like two things that Tiger fans like, hey, this, this 2022-2023 version of the Tigers football team the defensive side of the ball. This is what Tiger fans should expect to see from 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 the defense this year. Oh, a bunch of excitement, a bunch of plays, sex, and excitement. That's it. They should expect a lot of that. A lot sure. of that. Yeah, that's good. I think I think Tiger fans would be like, "Yes, please give us all that and more." Hell yeah. That's so I was noticing on your uh I was noticing on your Twitter, I was looking through your Twitter, um, your Twitter feed a few days ago, and I noticed that you had posted a video um by a guy named by the head coach at Minnesota, PJ Fleck. And um he was talking about leadership and he was given his definition of leadership and you retweeted it and and there's one thing you said, you said leadership is more than just having the C on your chest. And I wanted to ask you, like it just you know, you are the you are you and Quindell and Jalen. You guys are the leaders on that on that defense. Like what what does that look like for you to take that role from the time you step foot here on this campus to now your last year here at Memphis? Like what does leadership look like to Zay Collins? Like how have you like what is the definition you have of leadership and how has that played itself out in your time this year specifically? Uh, to me, literally look different to everybody, but to me, it just looks like, uh, what are you doing when nobody's watching? Like, who else are you bringing along with you? You know what I'm saying? You don't. I don't have to yell all the time to make sure somebody's doing right. You know, I can check them. Hey, you know, you're better than that. Like, that's what it is to me. To me, it's just simply, what are you doing when nobody's watching? And who else are you bringing? And, like, does others respect you? You know, because somebody can yell and not have respect. So I have asked, I have had conversations with multiple players and it was actually Jacob likes that introduced me to this idea of, um, having a welcome to Memphis moment. And he gave, he shared me his, he shared with me his, and it was hilarious. He was a red shirt freshman and he had to line up and practice against Bryce Huff. And, <laughs> and so 
it was incredible to me to hear his welcome to Memphis moment. And so I've adopted that and said, I want to ask everybody, like, what's your welcome to what was Zay Collins welcome to Memphis moment where you're like, oh, this college football thing's a little bit different than high school football. Oh, my biggest one was when we used to run the stadiums. I've never seen nothing like it. And we we just we was running them. We got to the end. I just passed out to start throwing up everywhere. That's probably my welcome to Memphis. Like, oh, this is not what you used to. This is something totally different. That's for big boys. Yeah, Javon Ivory told me that he had two. He had one where he had to line up against uh, T.J. Carter um, in one-on-ones in practice as a freshman. But then he, the first, the second one that he talked about was the conditioning. So is the conditioning just insane? It's real. Yeah, it's real. I I heard this thing. You guys get docked points or whatever. You get docked like they keep up with body. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the way that your body is like the way that you present your body during workouts. Like if you got your hands on your knees or if you're like huffing oh, and puffing, they dock points. Yeah, it's like a hard head point. It's like the standard. You it's real. You can't even. <laughs> You know, I read a stat. I read a. I read a report the other day where this dude was talking about how um, studies have been done that if you actually get more airflow if you put your hands on your knees instead of. I agree. They they just they don't believe that though. They do not believe. It. So you agree <laughs> with that though? That what? If you put your hands on your knees, you get better airflow. I feel like I do when I'm tired, <laughs> but it's probably a show a sign of weakness, so I don't do it. I don't want nobody. All right. All right. I got some uh I got some uh fan questions for you. Fans have been wanting to know a little bit about you. So I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions and then we'll get you out of here. Uh like I said, man, I appreciate you joining me. I know you got workouts coming up soon, so I appreciate you um jumping on with me this morning. Uh first question is this what's your favorite place to eat in Memphis? Um my favorite place is uh Crooked Canook. Oh yeah. Cookie Canook. That's my spot. Will you get there? Do you get that big burger? Have you ever tried that big burger challenge? Planning on going to try it in about a week. Seriously. Before camp starts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I probably won't be able yeah, to finish Yeah, you think it, you but... could finish this? I'd be mean, like, <laughs> listen, my, like, I know you can probably eat well. You eat a lot, but you think – how? I've, what do you think? What do you, what do you, over, under 60%, what's your, what's your percentage-wise, finish or not finish? Not finish. Under. For sure. See, but if you're going in with that attitude, then you definitely aren't going to finish it, right? I trick myself. You know, I tell myself I can't do it just to motivate me to oh, do so it. Oh, so you're motivated yeah. by, like, yo, somebody says yeah. I can't do something, I'm going to show you. Thanks. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Would you do us a favor, Tiger fans, would you do Tiger fans a favor and post a video on your IG or your Twitter of you doing this challenge at Cookie Canucks? I will. I'll do it. You got to let us know if you finish it or not. I won't finish it, but I'm going to try it. Sure. Oh, you're like really <laughs> buying in on this. I'm not doing it because I think you're going to do it. Honestly, I'm going to put you at 70 30. You're going to do it. You want to see? All right. I'll let you. Cookie Canucks. That's what's up. Um, all right. This is a, this is a, it's a question that has stumped a lot of people. Um, and I've gotten some really interesting answers, but here we go. Um, if you could only watch one movie and listen to one album for the rest of your life, what would it be? One movie. 
I can't think of the top of my head. That's crazy. Let me see. Let me see what I got. Give me two movies. Give me give me two movies. Oh. Gotta, I mean, like first the the first answer that comes to your head is the right one. That's Carter. I can watch that all day. Yeah, man. And then uh remember the Titans. Okay. My two movies. That's good movies, man. Good movies. Uh what about album? What about album? Or let's do artist. Let's go artist. If you can't think of one specific album, what artist would you listen to for the rest of your life? Only one. Drake for sure. Old, Jersey Drake. old Drake, new Drake. Drake. Say that again. Old Drake. So like pre pre fame mixtape, like Marvin's Room. The middle. Yeah, Marvin's Room. No, yeah, that that mm. time. Thanks. Yeah. All right, last question for you. Those are good answers, man. Um, last question for you. How do you decompress from football? What's a hobby you enjoy? Man, I just started recently, started going fishing. I started trying to paint. I'm not a good painter, yeah. but decompressing for me. I learned that. So they, a lot of the team plays, a lot of the team fishes right now. Like I've I've heard that answer from a lot of guys. And I've actually tried to, I, I've heard that a lot of the dudes are going fishing, um, but painting wise, like, are you like a watercolor painter or like, what have you tried to start doing? Well, I'm new to it. So I just use acrylic for right now. Yeah. Are you an artist? Like, do you hand draw stuff? I mean, I am now I'm trying to, but like, like I said, I'm no good at it. I just do it for decompression. Yeah, man. So what have you, some good how stuff. did you get into that? Like what, what, what was the, the impetus that made you say, you know what, man, I'm going to try this out. So I had a canvas, right? And I was trying to draw the United States and I was going to mark like all the places that I was, that I've been just so I could keep up with it. You know, just give me something else to do. And then I started drawing it and I just stopped one day and I didn't touch it for a while. And I seen the canvas. I was like, you know what? I bought this. I might as well actually put it into action and just start trying to paint something. So my face, my first paint was like a little sunset or something. Yo, like that. cool. that's crazy. So are you... Do you have to like have a reference in front of you, like in, on a computer or do you, or like a picture that you've already seen or do you do it from memory? Oh, no. So the first one I did was from, I had it on my phone and I just kind of like tried to do it by hand that way. And I'm trying to draw from memory, like just whatever comes to my head, try to paint. See, it's crazy, but look. You can't yeah, see I, it, you got the. Uh, you can't see it. Yeah, I tried to paint a butterfly for my niece. Oh my God, dude. That's amazing. See if you can show it to me. Well, yeah. Just put it right in front of your face. Let me see it real quick. Oh, I saw it. I got a glimpse of it. Right before it disappeared, I got a glimpse of it. That's what's up, man. So now like so that that is a decompression thing is the painting, man. You're you're enjoying it. You're digging it. You're getting into it. Yes, sir. It's awful fun though, so I don't do it for that's what's up, man. That's awesome. Hey, listen, Zay, thank you, man. I know you got a lot of stuff going on. I know you got workouts happening. I appreciate you joining me. And, uh, man, I know Tiger fans were excited when you decided to come back. It, I, it is going to be – I really do – I really do think that this year is going to be one of those years that people are going to be like Memphis is back to where the players, the coaches, the fan base, where everybody wants it to be. And I'm excited. I think it's going to be a really fun year. Yes, sir. Me too. I'm excited for the fans to see what we get to do. I'm excited this year. All right, man. I appreciate you. Yes, I appreciate you. And go Tigers. Sure.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Tigers and 20 Off the Boards. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to leave a rating and a comment wherever you download your podcast. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, head over to www.gotigers247.com. Articles are published daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for a VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information. 